1: Well met, fellow adventurers. Now, all that stuff with wound skin coming feels ominous. I just have a feeling something is going to go down in the village of Silver... In the town of Silverwist. North and east of the city of Trimador, upon a firm expanse of Rocky Twain in the midst of a vast moorland, lies the village of Silverwist. This small settlement enjoys a relatively high level of prosperity for its size, due entirely to several ore mines situated on its outskirts. Scattering of small but solidly constructed wood and stone dwellings make up the outer perimeter of the village, with several large buildings surrounding its central main square. In In the square stands three walls. Three wells and a large monument erected in honour of Sifak. Examine the monument. The monument, in the shape of an open, upturned palm, stands just over twelve feet tall. The base of the towering stone creation is an inscription which reads, Honesty over deception, humility above pride, faith against fear. Visit the Hedgehog Tavern. Only a small handful of patrons are gathered in the hedge, hedge-long tagen A, a well-fuelled fire crackling in a large and ornate fireplace against the east wall serves to remove much of the dampness from the moorland air. It's an amazing warmth also chases away the gnawing, persuasive chill that characterises the moor in general. The white-haired tavern keep and his elegantly attired wife greet you warmly as you enter and politely inquire if you've brought news from afar. Okay, I'm going to engage them in conversation. The tavern keep, John Thurston, and his wife Illy, are full thrilled with begin to wait a bit of news you've acquired during your recent travels through, through the world. Several other patrons gather around and listen with great interest as you. Colour PD for the melissa of newsworthy islands from all corners of the kingdom. Jod and really, first and thank thank you when you finish. Good to hear the world keeps outside keeps on us that so apart from the wagons at wife here once a month. You sometimes forget there's a world outside the mall at all. I'm gonna want to be wagons, but I Jordan tells you that Silverwist is a mining town. That's a... And that a variety of non precious but valuable ores are produced from the three main mines on the outskirts of the village. You learn that once a month a, a caravan of wagons arrives to transport the ore to Trimidor. The caravan is heavily guarded, the ore extracted is sold to the crown, and, it, and it's, it's an entire regiment of soldiers that arrives to see to its safe passage to the city. Chod tells you this there's a toasting captain by the name of we- Wexor Millark, charge of the oars transport for ne- for nearly the last three years. I think we've hauled her tail of Captain Millark's hairs, but I can tell you that I never known that man to put the drink to his lips. These wise not in my town. He. He's put down his pair- fair share of payload though. Who would be blamed for that? Especially in these parts. Who is Captain Millark? Captain Wexigore Millark. Wexigore Millarp is a Tisian armed captain. Now his name has become a with the incidents of the in the foothills of Philadelphia Wades some years ago, where nearly an entire regiment of soldiers under his command were ambushed and slaughtered by a large band of firestorms. It believed and reported, though never proven, that Millarp was abbreviated and unfit to command in the hours leading up to the fateful ambush. It was also reported but then never proven that he stayed out of combat, too drunk to wield his own sword, while his men were brutally torn down by their savage assailants. Prior to this incident, Captain millark enjoyed a distinguished career in the Saisin army, where he led several successful campaigns against stall goblins and trolls in the wilds of the kingdom. Rumours concerning his incessant and excessive imbibing have never been adequately substantiated, since the incident in Fuktu is now almost a decade ago, Captain Mulloch has been relegated well to overseeing only minor tasks, many of which we see beneath his station. He's currently in charge of overseeing the monthly transport of ore from the village of Silverwist to the city of Alright, I'm going to buy some food and drink now. Food and drink laid out before at the end of a long wooden table table near the fire exceeds even your greatest expectations as you sate your hunger on a delectable assortment of bread cheese and a few strips of cured meats you casually converse with several of the locals who eager to hear any news you, you have to relate from fire. You thank John and Elton oh, for a fine meal before turning your hands and feet towards the warring fire. Alright what's this merchant you it's merchant time your merchandise is surprisingly well stocked, and all the way items neatly aligns the shelves of Silverwist's only shop. You're the only ones worthy of even your passing notice of the weapons and armour. Gazing conversation. you're at a thin man who seems to be almost perpetually quivering, smiles and asks you about news from abroad. He listens intently as you relate to him some of the tidbits you've picked up on your recent travels throughout the kingdom. Waiting for the caravan to well in again, he tells you. Our captain that top me a couple of fancy swords and so I Suppose display one of them, sell the other. What is this caravan? Mark tells you that, that Silver is a mining town. Variety variety of non precious but valuable ores are produced from the three main mines located in the outskirts of the village. It explains that the ore produced from Silverwich mines is souls of the crown, about once a month, a caravan of wagons are wise to transport it to Trimidor. It's well protected at that, says you. No doubt the ore would catch the eye of any hiring with the means to move it and sell it off. But it'd be two steps not back if I could lay eyes on the lot of robbers that could handle waylaying those wagons, though. An entire regiment of soldiers guards it all the way to Trimidor. It told you that Titian Carp, Captain by the name of Wixigore Mallarch has been in charge of the oars transport for nearly the past three years. He's had his troubles. No doubt about that, says Yaw. But our Captain Minot's a good man. And if he's trusted to oversee see the Yaw, can't be the only one to think of him. Alright, there's now there's an adventure. There's an adventure going on here. Late one afternoon. Late one afternoon on the outskirts of silver Wisp. Oh no. I think something bad's going to happen. The frantic cries of several children greet your ears as you step out of the hedgehog ca- tavern late in the afternoon. And about to start across the village square. You're taken aback when a group of six children rush up to you. And begin inexple- to explain what it is. It's a, it's a gate! bursts out the trawlers of the children. A fair-haired, freckled girl struggles to catch her breath. I've never, I've never seen one, but now it's a game. A magical game, Why right near the old mine. Having overheard the children, a young, dull-faced man approaches and asks them as to calmly explain what it is, is they believe in the story. Smear changes from dull to grave, as the young, young girl explains in further detail. The swirling black vortex. That she and the other saw appear on the moor near the abandoned mine, not far from the village. The young man, whose countenance we re- reassumed its formerly his apparently familiar dowel expression, tells children to remain in the village. and then tells you turns to you and quickly introduces Joseph trip trendly. You return to the introduction, and he tells you that he is a member of the vi- Village Mining Council, the overseer of the militia. I'm afraid the members of our militia also find themselves toiling in the mines. Might I ask you to accompany me to the spot the children spoke of? Pray, of course, we have. We have but, but active, over, overactive imagination, sir. But if you feel better about it, I'm certain of that. You nod and told you it, that you'll be glad to go with him to the spot where the children claim to have seen the swirling back vortex. Six marks and meets you in a shoulder cross. Wait here, I'll be just a moment. He says, disappearing into a building on the far side of the square, and emerging less than a minute later with a short sword hanging from his belt. Chirp rejoins you, and together you shall to see just what it is the children might have seen. At the base of a steep hillock, near the blocked entrance of one of Silver Wisp's abandoned mines, children's stories prove to be no mere fabrication. A swirling black portal emitting a low, pulsating hum, stands just several feet from the large boulder. Well, it's employed to seal off the mouth of the mine shaft. He instantly recognised the portal to be a shadow path, and relate this grim bit of news to trip. I didn't believe him, says Stripp, seemingly unable to tear, tear his gaze away from the swirling Neville Gate. Well, what do you do? What do you know about these things? Quite a bit. I don't... Get Something's going to come out, and I want to be sure I'm there to catch it as I'm going forwards. We is it to remain where it is and allow you to investigate the shadow path. It's only two ways in Kansas. it looks on nervously as you cautiously make your way towards the swirling, Neville gate. Within ten paces of the shadow path, when a long and piercing hiss sails out of the vortex, the black surface of the gate whipples sightly, you suddenly realise something is about to emerge from the portal. Hold your ground and face whatever is about to emerge. Or step into the shadow path. Or I can attempt to close it. I'll oh, face whatever is about to emerge. Having assumed a defensive posture. You watch in horror as a long fleshless sank attached to a massive clawed foot stands out of the inky portal. A long, piercing hiss fills the air as the remainder of the towering being of bone emerges from the swirling gate. Maintaining your distance, you take several steps back, not daring to move your eyes from the twelve-foot, iron-helmed, sword-wielding skeleton, now standing before the shadow path. The master comes, hisses the skeleton being, as it lowers its hollow gaze to meet your stare. Needle like fangs produced from, produce from the creature's upper and lower jaws. Nuisis of each eye socket left, rests a small orb of silver light. With startling speed, the skeletal being stomps forward, raising its massive blade as it prepares to deliver you a brutal stroke. You violently engage the giant skeleton, hoping you can stay clear of the deadly edge of his massive blade. Alright, I'm fighting a massive helm skeleton. And he swipes at me with his sword. His... I mean, do skeletons even have gender? he <laughs> smashes through the defences with a devastating blow for 26 damage. But other than that, it's not getting hidden. Ooh, I just went into a battle wage.
0: You heard me! You're
1: not supposed to do that! Yeah! Slain your phone. 136 experience. The massive skeleton is now little more than a pile of bones at, at your feet and near your knees. It's a very big pile. <laughs> Suddenly, a loud crackle of energy fills the air. You turn to find the shadow path is gone. You wait for several moments, half expecting the portal to reappear, but it does not. You share a few words with Trillop on the return trek to the village. As you step into the main square, he asks that you keep the matter of the shadow path between between you for the time being. I will discuss this with the other members of the mining castle. Pray this for some isolated distance. Says, yeah, but I cannot put my faith in such hope. I cannot thank you enough, Soup. Zook turns and heads off as you cast your gaze from the stone monument standing amidst the three three wells. Begins to be shattered splattered by the first few drops of a late afternoon rain. 64 XP to General. It's the end of that quest. Alright, looking around. No, just looking around Okay, I'm gonna go so I'm gonna go to Trimador. I'm gonna west. Cover on that. I'm going to go, now I'm going to go back there and have a look. Oh, let's see. I have the same description I had left last time. Unfortunately, that was yesterday. Silver Wisp lies in ruins. Black smoke billows into the sky from from the piles of ash. But less than a day ago, were the homes and buildings that made up the heart of the outlying moorland village. Battle wages throughout the ways village, and in a scrub forest on its outskirts, where a handful, where a valiant but small group of Tyson soldiers and a handful of border wagers waged a desperate struggle against a horde of savage mountain goblins, armor-clad forest trolls, and wotting undead, spotted now and again moving through the chaos. With a trail of carnage left in his wake, is a hulking ogre, a red cape spilling over his broad shoulders, and a heavy spike club clutched in his gullied fist. The fearsome weapon drips with the blood of those unfortunate who have found themselves in the ogre's path. The goblins, trolls, and undead give way before this formidable creature, yielding hideous mans without question as they relentlessly surge forward against the last bewildered defenders of Silverwisp. All indications are you, I, not a moment too soon. The village of Silverwisp lies in ruin. A small group of Titan soldiers, a platoon of Brunhams, and a handful of brave adventurers have battled fiercely, raging a desperate struggle against the merciless horde. It's a merciless horde of savage melting goblins, armoured trolls, and the walking dead. The nightmarest army is that of Woundskin, the immortal ogre whose appearances upon swift over centuries have been accompanied by chaos and destruction. From a makeshift command post amid mid the scarred ruins of the Hedge, Hedgelong Tavern, Tatian Army captain by the name of Wexor Malok serves as the leader of the beleaguered and ultimately outmatched defence. Spirit of the village defenders has never broken. The fight for Silverock appears to be drawing to a close. The forces of Roskin have largely been driven from the field of battle, but Captain Mallock's head of the resistance made it clear the struggle is not yet over. <coughs> Who's been here? Who's been here? recently it is me and Winter. Yeah, so he's uh, another person. I think he's Danish. Yep. All right. Go back. Oh ah oh, No! Stupid internet! Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but stretched out for a bit, report to Captain Malak. You find Captain Malak standing amidst the ruins of the Hedgelong Tavern, congu- conducting the defence of Silversmith when within his makeshift command post. While the majority of Woundskin's army have been driven from the field of battle, the captain is still overseeing his forces as they scour the areas north, east and south of the village for any lingering sign of the enemy. Adventures for this location Alright, there's, there's four adventures here One's called First Mission Then from above First Mission from Marlock The other's from above you know what? The third one's barbaric And the last one is A ragged brand Now since the first question Is called First Mission I shall do that mission first Captain Marlock told you the particularly brutal mountain goblin warrior is tearing through defenders as he and a band of his bloodthirsty kin carve a path towards the village centre from the south start this adventure. While speaking with Captain Moloch, you learn he has just been given a troubling piece of news. Reports from the south say that a brutal mountain goblin warrior... And a sizeable band of his bloodthirsty kin are carving a path north toward the village centre, cutting down any defenders unfortunate to cross them. Our forces are already spread too thin, said so I Can't hope to ask is something you do. But a fence here may depend it, could you? You don't wait for him to finish. With a grim nod, you promptly turn and race off to the south, hoping that you can intercept the murderous goblin before they reach the village limit. As you near the southern outskirts of the village, you are taken aback by a starting discovery. You may are passing by the smouldering remains of a stone walled ta- stone wall dwelling, crouched beneath a slab of blackened timber, her face covered in grime and stoot is a young girl, perhaps no older than four. She approaches her, she shrinks back, to is fearful attention. You swiftly but calmly reassure her and you wish I'm sure are you sir, not once eyes around you about to hoist her off the ground and spread to grass this domicaire where well, you can't catch sight of four spiel spiel-wielding mountain goblins approaching from the south forces of four for the south forces a sudden change of plans you quickly set the young girl on the ground behind you and assume a defensive posture in front of her determined to do whatever it takes to keep her out the clutches of the vile creatures now bearing down on you A soft sob sweeps your ears. The four goblins rush into melee range, snarling viciously his four mountain goblin warriors. The wild goblin warriors attack you viciously. And then they lay a brutal stroke of free damage. But now they are slain. That's what you get for threatening children. Five XP. Having dispatched the four goblin warriors, you turn and... Hoist the girl up into arms and swiftly sets off for the village centre. A soldier standing guard on the road leading up to the village said to spot your approach rushes out to take the young girl from you. Tells you that most of Silverwood's weapons have long since fled to the west as awed by Cat and do you see, you see that charters reunite with his family wherever they might be. Don't you worry little one says young sir examining a rather nasty gash on the girl's left. We'll have that looked after for you. Go on now. Ooh. Oh, I can fix that. I've got restoration. Oh, but it failed. <laughs> Wasting no time, you head back to the south, eager to resume your mission, and locate the savage goblin crew reportedly cutting a bloody trail north towards the hearth of village. Doesn't take long to find them. Just south of the village limits. In an area of tall grass and stunted trees, you come upon the goblins that you seek as they stand around their most recent batch of gruesome handiwork. Nine mountain goblins stand over the corpses of three soldiers, crudely cricking and prodding at the unmoving bodies. One of the goblins, whose fine suited chair and armour and a spiked skullcap set him apart from the west it is his snarling orders to his vicious kin. Luckily, the goblins have not yet spotted Jim. So, I can use Illusion, Archery, I can charge them, or I can attempt to ambush them. I'm going to use Archery. Successfully used your Archery skill. 64 XP to Archery. You send three arrows into the air and watch as two of the feathered shafts find their target. The pair of goblins that are struck cry out in pain and slump to the ground. Dead long before their heads ever struck the earth. Apparently gripped by a sudden panic, most of the remaining goblins turn and rush off to the south, abandoning their chain flag leader, despite his decisive device's snarls at their back as they depart. In a matter of a few few minutes, only the armoured armoured leader and another large goblin remain. The armoured Mountain goblin suddenly spots you and snarls something to the large goblin standing at sight without hesitation. The club wielding boot charges you The armor the armored goblin leader remains a dozen yards off as his champion warrior dutifully engages you, swiping at you with his crude but effective weapon. I fight a mountain goblin champion Who oh, I think he's soon going to be a mountain goblin loser mountain goblin champion attacks you viciously, slaying your foe. 5 xb The chain-clad goblin leader wars his displeasure as his champion slumps to the ground at your feet. You step back over the battered course of your foe and begin slowly advancing on the armoured goblin. The creature whose blade, is streaked with the blood, dry blood of many of Silverwist's brave brave defenders, the glory of the master is not yours for taking human snarls the vicious mountain goblin as he brandishes his broad blade in an obvious attempt to display his formidable skill with the weapon. In other words, the goblin leader charges, sounding a fearsome battle cry that serves to send a chill the length of your body. I fight the mountain goblin leader oh, as as it was planned all along. Melting goblin leader slashes at you with his broad blade but he is slain yes, that's to revenge for those three soldiers whose names I do not know thirty seven experience The Goblin leader collapses face first into a deepening pool of his own blood and does not move again. Wonder what colour blood goblins have It's probably red. Probably red. But it might be another colour. You stoop to one knee as you attempt to re- regain your breath following the brutal encounter. A quick search of the dispatched enemy enemy's body reveals the following, which you may take. Ooh, there's, there's some pretty... There's a superior... Superior chain armour exceptional chain armour, and a superior board, sword. They're all going to be sold. He continued. You waste little time in returning to Silverwisp, whereupon you immediately report to Captain Marlach and inform him of your successful completion of your mission. The Captain meets you in the shoulder cross and commends you on your victory. I again thank the four all father that fate led you to a zoo. He says he moves out of the confines of the Woon Tavern to personally examine the three, three wounded, examine three wounded soldiers returning from the battlefield. You follow him out, and when he's finished tending to the soldiers, he turns back to you and exhales heavily. It's going to get, it's going to get worse before things look up, he says grimly, casting a wary eye at the uh, wounded, wounded. So I think it's going to get much, much worse. 256 experience to General now I'm going to west here So we store myself Port to Captain Malak Ooh there's quite a lot Of quests now Another quest Has turned up An engine of war Alright, two dozen mountain goblins approaching Sir bringing something with them, and it's not a peace offering. Bark on this adventure. A lone border ranger scouting the southern moor was the first to witness the two dozen mountain goblins making their way north towards the outskirts of the village. If the goblins themselves weren't caused for meet alarm, given the vast scope of the peril. Scope of the power now surrounding us over us. The Tower of Wood and Woke being held across the broken more behind them was. Captain Millock's face grows ashen as the young board border ranger named Tyndall relates to him news of his grim discovery. A bomb sling sighs the captain, turning to you after commending the ranger on his scouting. What is a bombsling? Bombsling. These towers of timber and iron serve as devastating engines. Are employed by the craftier breeds of goblin. The structure consists of a long wooden arm seated atop a four-walled tower, that seats atop a wheeled base. The device functions much like a trebuchet, and is used to hurl, to hurl goblin bombs a great distance. Oh no, no, that's bad. The goblin siege weapons. Siege weapons, the fire explosives. Yeah, I should have expected such tactics, I should have expected such tactics. Can't say i ever thought this wound skin beast would submit to such conventions. I you know, tell you, Zoot, that, that that they cannot be allowed to get their engine of war within range. Less than half an hour later, you are moving through the rugged terrain south of Silverus with Tyndor, en route to, the, to intercept the goblins before they hail their bombsling within range of the village. There, we have them, says so Tindor As you reach the top of the stony trail, the young border ranger points to the south, where you can plainly see a large group of goblins toiling to free this towering bombsling from, from the grips of a wide patch of murk. The two goblins. Sorry about that. That's my new alarm. The goblins, two dozen strong by your count, are squabbling against themselves. They have not taken notice of you, even though you are barely 30 yards distance. they will have that, that sling freed up soon enough, says Tindor. I just rely on wait, wait and take them to task when they come by this way. No, of course, I hardly success... Such cross. It was but you standing by my side. Any thoughts? Let's see. Quite a lot of options here. I can use archery. Telekinesis. Illusion. And I can't. But if I'm stronger I could. Use destruction. Elementalism. Or gating. Hmm, I'm going to use telekinesis. Six thirty-two experience to telekinesis. Tindall watches in amazement as you stand in the open, channeling your power telekinesis and using its might to tear apart the bomb sling where it stands. The goblins attempting to free their war, war engine from them, from them up, begin squeaking alarm as large parts of it, worked free by your mastery of mind over of matter, begin toppling down upon them. Several of the unfortunate creatures are crushed beneath their bulky wooden pieces. Wasting, wasting no time, Hugh and Twindor charge ahead, prepared to assault the goblins before they fully regain their wits. The vicious humans seem, humanoids seem shocked by the bold assault from only a pair of humans. As they fumble for their weapons and attempt to regather their wits, to mount a counterattack. I felt a mountain goblin horde. But they're panicked. Mountain goblins, how wildly as they attack. Oh dear. They keep they lay they, they finally got a hit in, laying a brutal stroke for thirteen damage. Uh and another brutal stroke. Uh but they are all slain. Seventy XP. Over twenty mountain goblins lie dead and dying along the stony path. Tindor bursting a nasty gap. Gash on his forearm steps over the carnage and meets you in a shoulder cross. Well there's our own small parts Smirts gazing over the remains of the small O oh, the Goblin Horde. Just be a moment, Soup. Turn to make your turn to make your as you as you, as you turn your gaze to the many items soon you bounce your path, Tindor makes his way towards the bomb sling. Okay, there's some items to loot. Oh dear, I have to, too many items, too many items now. I'm gonna to have to sell some or store some. Okay, and. Can, yeah. The sound of trimor to a turning. T- 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 Turning, turns your gaze to the south, where you behold an unexpected but welcome sight. The bomb-sling, the mighty war engine of the goblins, is engulfed in flames. And that's the end of that, says Tindor, moving up to your side and turning to look over the destructive handiwork. Captain Marlock is miserably relieved when you and twin- Tindor return and announces the success of your mission. He thanks you for... A Brings you both, and commends you in victory over such overwhelming odds. Which took our take to sleep, the captain turns to a laser as a hand of shoulder. There are few who don't know about my past suit, he says solemnly. And I'll be a con liar, assisted that even for a moment I hadn't detested the station faint, faint saw fit to chain me yet. I would gladly go back to oversea seeing the ore wagons. I surely would. One hundred and twenty-eight experience to general. Let's see, know, west again. All right, let's let's do uh, let's do another one, one more adventure, and then we can. No, I'll I'll, I'll finish off all the small adventures in this series. And then, we can get to the meat of them, from above. The enemy's latest move seems designed to crush the heart of But wait, first... First, I've got to sell some stuff. All right, I just sold some stuff for about 9,000 gold. Interesting. And more importantly, I've freed up my inventory to take even more stuff! Yes, from above is the next adventure. The enemy's latest move seems designed to crush the heart of the resistance start this adventure. The panicked shouts of several soldiers reach your ears while you're passing through the eastern part of the village. You're about to turn and start in the direction of desperate cries. And a savage ear-piercing streak behind causes, causes your heart to skip a beat. It's been on your hair. Prepared to defend yourself, but utterly unprepared for this horrific sight that greets your eyes. Sweeping you out of the sky, the blood dense crawlers of its hands and feet like, outstretched before it is a winged skeleton. The vile, flying undead hisses viciously as so it bears down on you from above. Okay, I can use fortification, telekinesis. Weaponry or the weaponry sub-skills. But not... (laughs) But not (laughs) trollbond. What do I do? I shall use... Fortification. Succeeded. 32 experience to fortification. The shimmering silver field between you and the swooping skeleton. The winged, fleshless, cre- undead creature slams into into the magical barrier and lands in a heap on the ground before you. Before the winged skeleton can fully regain its feet, you're upon it, determined not to lose your advantage over this undead horror, winged skeleton. The winged skeleton shrieks as it viciously claws at you. The enemy's claws tear into my flesh for eleven damage, but nevertheless it is slain. 4XP. A cause of piercing squeaks from overhead sends a chill the length of your spine, and you cast your eyes skyward, where you are greeted by a truly horrific sight. No less than perhaps 200 winged skeletons are soaring over and swooping into the remains of Silverwist. No, no, wait, right, no less than perhaps 200 winged skeletons are soaring over and swooping into remains of Silverwist, was is the first major assault on the heart of the resistance. Your first orders to return with all possible haste to the up the ca- hedge-long cavern, before you realise that, sa- that the safety of Captain Mullock, the stalwart leader of defence, is vital in maintaining the morale of the beleaguered defenders. You're taking only a dozen steps in that direction when you suddenly find yourself confronted by a pair of the winged undead. The cruel minions of Woundstreet land less than ten yards in front of you, shrieking loudly. The deadly pal- talents poised to steer you to sweat It's two winged skeletons now. They shriek as they viciously claw on me, but nevertheless they are slain for five XP. You leap over the remains of your foes and wash off in the direction of the command post, hoping to find it still in pat, and praying no harm has befallen Captain Millock. As you near the village centre, you can hear the sound of battle coming from the ruins of Hedgehog Tavern. Several human voices rise above the din, but are quickly ca- crowded out by a chorus of ear-piercing shrieks. You steal your nerve, preparing to- preparing to charge into your unknown Out of the corner of your eye, you spot four-winged skeletons moving west along across the village. A quick glance in that direction. In that direction, reveals that the, un- that the vicious, undead creatures of a young, young soldier cornered against the smouldering remains of the village hall. Little doubt the skeletons are moving in for the kill. I'm going to help this young soldier. He charge the four winged skeleton hides, Leap dispatching one of the vicious creatures with a sharp blow to its spine. It emits a long, wailing shriek and collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. You, promptly hold, you boldly hold your ground as the three remaining skeletons promptly turn and advance upon you, shrieking loudly with every step. Three winged skeletons. They squeak as they viciously crawl at me. Fire XB. The young soldier, one you now realise has been badly wounded, staggers over and thanks you. with some subject with difficulty for saving his life. You drape his white right arm across your shoulders to keep him from toppling over and attempt to steady him on his feet. Two soldiers returning from the battlefront rush up to you and take custody of their comrades. Both men thank you for swiftly running, moving off to tend to their wounded charge. Without hesitation, you turn and rush off in the direction of the Hedgelong Tavern. A fierce battle wages in and about the wounds of the Hedgelong Tavern. Dozens of winged skeletons were engaged in a brutal fight against a small group of soldiers and a handful of border rangers. Do not see Captain Malak among the battle defenders. though you dare not imagine the worst, a sickly feeling rises in the pit of the stomach. This is little time to dwell on your dismay. As you near the southern edge of the tavern, you're set upset by three of the w- gruesome winged undead. And they shriek as they claw at me once again. Oh, they just tore into my flesh. 5xp. That's ten skeletons defeated now. Third skeleton is only just crumpled to the ground to your feet when you suddenly start, find yourself facing a much larger group of the winged undead. It's another three winged skeletons. They shriek as they viciously claw at me. 5xp. You instinctively duck uh, as a shriek wings out overhead, narrowly dodging the grasping talons of a winged skeleton. The vicious creature lands a few feet in front of you, and turns with a snarl. This undead fiend is much larger than the others you've faced so far. It's a large-winged skeleton. And it shrieks as it viciously claws at me. But I, a like savage, ooh, and its enemy's claws tear into my flesh. But, uh, but you actually heard something. Yeah, no dear, dear. A shout from a nearby soldier alerts you so four of the winged, soldiers, winged skeletons closing in from behind. You, you spin to face the undead threat, quickly scanning merely for any sign of Captain Millock before you're engaged by four wing skeletons. The winged skeletons shriek as they viciously claw at you. Oh dear, oh dear, where's Captain Millock? You leap over the remains of the four skeletons and rush to the aid of two embittered battled soldiers. A group of nine of the winged undead have backed up They're backed up against the remains of the tavern's west door. The soldiers are pitching a valiant fight, the odds that they can hold out much longer are against, against the odds. Within ten feet of the battle, when five of the fleshless horrors turn to face you, Five-winged skeletons. They just keep sending more. As they viciously claw at me and they shriek. Finally, two soldiers, having just finished off the four remaining skeletons, thank you before rushing west to aid a group of their beleaguered comrades. You're about to follow them when movement to your right catches your eye. You turn your head and your eyes fall upon a ghastly scene. Standing amidst the charred remains of the hedgelong cabin, towering over the moving body of Captain Mark, is a massive six-armed skeleton, each of its fleshless hands gripping the hilt of a sword. You instantly realise you're looking upon Curseblade, the most feared minions of Woundskin. You watch in horror as Curseblade slowly raises two of his swords, it appears it's about to strike the unconscious captain a killing blow. Use te- I could use fortification, telekinesis, or elemental. I'm going to use telekinesis. Succeeded. You focus your power telekinesis on cursed Blade's swords. And as he begins his downstroke, you project a powerful unseen force against his rapidly descending legend. The undead ter- terror hisses angrily as both of his blades are forced off their marks. Seizing the opportunity, you charge forward and attack, attempting to drive the fearsome undead creature from his intended prey. You're nearly upon Curseblade before he turns and spots you. The vicious undead minion of Runeskin hisses and steps forward to meet your attack. It's Curseblade the abhorrent. He is surprised, but still abhorrent. Curse Blade slashes you with all six blades and did a brutal stroke for, s- for eight damage. I keep slashing and another brutal stroke for ten damage. I keep fighting and it is slain, but not for long. 70 XP. Curse Blade staggers back beyond the reach of your attack and hits hit as loudly as a damage inflicted one begins to rapidly disappear without a word. The fiercer and an immortal. Undead commander turns and strides off to the east and is soon out of sight. You quickly zoot down and attend to Captain Mallarch. Captain Millarch is barely conscious when you arrive at his side, but after a few moments you are able to somewhat rel- revive him, and he obtains a sitting position. It shows you that Cursed Blade appeared after a swirling black portal just as the winged skeletons begin their assault began their assault on the village centre. Then that uh, he and four soldiers immediately attacked the vicious mini only to realise they're overpowered and completely outmatched. Luckily, lucky. lucky to have you come along when you did, he says, so i in his feet. He says Bill for our command if the enemy can appear and strike it real very, very ill indeed. The sudden departure of Cursed Blade, and served to break the undaunted spirits of the winged skeletons. The vicious undead begin taking to air in large numbers, flying off to the east with a likely weak route for another assault. Right then, says Captain Millock, as he surveys the grim scene surrounding the post. nearly a dozen of his men lie dead, amid the shattered remains of, of the enemy, and a dozen more had suffered serious wounds in the battle. You hope Millock and his men gather the dead and tend to the wounded. It's an unsettling task, the one will remind, reminds you of the ruthless and savage enemy facing not only Silverwest, but all of Swift. One hundred and twenty-eight experience to general, and that is former above completed. West. Well, uh, what's next? Barbaric. The fur-clad figure moving towards the village from the east seems bent on finding someone. Unfortunately, that someone appears to be you. Bark on the surrender. The desperate cries from a group of defenders on the eastern edge of the village main square says you're charging out of the makeshift command post prepared for battle. A lone, broad-shouldered, fur-clad figure arrives in the square. A heavy, broad braided sword gripped in his right hand, and his face mostly obscured by the tangle of dark hair that hangs over it. Not far beyond where where the menacing figure stands, you spot the bloody torn, Bloody bald bodies of four soldiers. The same soldiers those cries of alarm were into action only moments ago. So Bellows the figure, his deep, resonating voice, shutting what had been momentarily sil- sil- Silence. Zoop! Face me! You step into the open, intrigued by the use of your name, and determined not to allow this savage foe to penetrate any further into the hub of the resistance. The man's wild, wild eyes, which have been scanning the world of buildings, lock onto you, and he grins wickedly. The wrath of Grumbor comes to you, Zoop. Grumbor. The very name of the legendary barbarian is synonymous with terror and destruction. And here he's got a link. Grumbor. Few heroic figures in the history of North Borglans have been as feared as the mighty barbarian as Grumbor. The very name of the legendary barbarian is synonymous with terror and destruction. For nearly 20 years, he terrorised eastern half of the North Wardlands, raiding capture and brutalising any who dared attempt to stop his campaign of robbery and murder. Grumball was eventually slain in battle with Titian Knights, though the knight that actually struck the killing blow has never been determined. Oh, no. for, for nearly twenty years he terrorised the eastern half of the North broadband, avenging capture and brutalising any who dared to attempt to stop his campaign of robbery and murder you can only speculate that Moon's going to somehow brought this barbarian back from the dead Regardless of how it happened however it happily come to realisation your best hope you know, the best hope the defenders have of putting down this unwelcome menace Without further words, Gumbar fucks, sounds a fearsome battle cry and charges across the square at you. Your mind races as you hurriedly contemplate your next course of action. So, I could use archery, telekinesis, gating. I could hold my ground and face his charge. Or he'd rush forward and meet his charge. I'm going to use gating. Succeeding. A swirling black portal opens your white and you step into it. Only a moment later, you emerge behind the charging barbarian and striking a blow that sends him to the ground in a heap. Grunbaugh slowly regains his feet and turns to face you. You valiantly engage the undead Grunbaugh, but he is wounded. swipes it with his broad braided sword. He only smashes for your defences with a devastating blow for 62 damage what 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 How? what, and, and, and 56 damage Hows he do so much damage? I'm gonna have to use my impenetrable shield yes which is impenetrable. yes I have slain this foe at last. For the second the 134 experience for the second time in his existence through centuries removed from the first. The hand of the he- of a hero has removed the tower of Grumbor, the world of Swift. He quickly searches remains and find only his sword, though not magic or appears to be of unmatched quality. So I'm going to take that. Please continue. Your victory over Grumbor, though remarkable, feat, leaves you wondering what other devilry Woundskin his minions have in store for you and the defenders of Silverwisp. Settled by your encounter But determined not to let it weigh heavily upon your mind You make your way back to command post And report it to Captain Millock. 128 experience to general Stop being so noisy Stupid lad. All right, ragged band A ragged band ragged band of Morland farmers has a way to, to to lend their support to the defence of Silverwisp. Oh, or have they? The eleven men standing, eleven men standing before Captain Marlock, and in the makeshift command post amid the wounds of the Hedge Long Tavern, hardly looked like what you'd call a formidable fighting force. These men, mostly middle-aged, although some a bit older. Carry an old assortment of weapons ranging from wooden clubs to short swords. Now fitted in leather and hide armour, offers only the most meager protection. Captain Marlock is in a mist explaining to men the brutality of the fight they appear so you could join. But one of them suddenly shudders violently. You instinctively leap between him and the cap between the captain and the band of men as a horrifying transformation comes over them. A, ho- a chorus of hissing erupts from the 11 men as so they rapidly change form. In a matter of moments, you find yourself standing between Captain Moloch and 11 red-scaled Tarzil. What are Tarzel? There's a link here. Tarzil. Tarzel are a malevolent race of semi-humanoid serpents. The lower half of their body is that of a large snake while the upper half is equipped with two human-like arms. The broad, flattened head of a Taisal is that of a giant snake. Taisal are particularly cruel and wicked, and they often seek to enslave their victims. These cunning creatures have become quite aware to throughout the worms, as they've long been sought out by humans for destruction, whether the recent incasher of Taisal says they may be. A more prevalent threat than is commonly assumed. Tarsal are capable of wielding great weapons, and they usually do so with a great degree of skill. Some Tarsal possess magical abilities. It should be noted that Tarsal will rarely be encountered alone. Tarsal, much like Colbray, are able to assume human form for long durations, making it a particularly deadly and elusive foe. It is said that when killed, a Tarsal can retain its human guise, thus concealing its true nature, even in death. The goal of the Tarsal is enslavement and all destruction of all humankind. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. The, form, the foremost, the vicious serpent men slivers towards you, his short sword leveled at your chest. We'd not expected to find such a lustrous protection afforded to so broken a commander. This is the foul creature. We're to find you next, but This is much more convenient. From behind, you hear Captain Malark draw his sword. You harshly order him to stay back, realising without him the resistance in Silverwisk would soon crumble. Tarzor leader slivers backwards, and four of his brethren. Reverend snake forward and attack Begin combat Tarsal attack me viciously They are all slain and They drop some terrible equipment And one piece of gold Five of the vicious snake men Sliver forward to take the place of the fallen You take a step back And start engage The vile creatures Five Tarsal now they attack me viciously, and they lay a brutal stroke for nine damage. And here we are slain. Another five XP, and another poor equipment drop, but also eleven gold. A large axe-wielding tassel slivers forward, as the leader of the vicious snake men lurks behind, his wide, unblinking eyes fixed on you. Cut him. Down! He hisses. Leave the other for me," said axe-wielding Tassel. Tassel attacks you viciously, a blazer brutal stroke for five damage. But I have slain him nevertheless. Five XP. Some coron armor, which is worth taking. A, sic- a sickening gurgling sound rises out of the throat of the dying Tassel. That's a vicious creature. Clashed his ground before you. He boldly set forward to challenge the leader of the snake men. When he suddenly picked his sword, striking the ground, faced first, a long handled knife buried deep in his back. Not incredibly sporting of me, says Captain Mallard, craving the knife before locking off the Tazord leader's head with his long sword. Sorry about that, Sue, but I can't go let you receive all the glory. Cap, the enemy finds no challenge of penetrating our perimeter," says the captain. After you helped him remove the tassel carcass from the command post, certainly can't help to combat that which so readily takes on such believable guises. You need to make certain we increase our guarding around the main square outside. Not sure what good it will do. Or what our main, or what men can be spared for such detail. Young Scout returns from the skull forest, enters the ruins of the tavern, and addresses Captain Martin's report. You take your leave of the captain, and step out of the command post, wondering where next the sinister shadow of the enemy will fall. 128 experience to general. Quest again. Let's say The next quest is a pretty hefty one. So I'm going to save...